What's going on, everybody? Todd, dude, how are you, man? I'm I'm super stoked to talk to you, and and I'm not even gonna lie, like like we can't just lie to the people and act like we haven't been talking for 22 minutes <laughs> off recording when Absolutely. we just had a great conversation. So like I'm really stoked to uh, you know get to get to know you a little bit here and dive into your music and and uh, continue what we're what we just started. So thanks for coming to hang with me, man. I appreciate it. Man, thanks for the invite. Of course, of course. So. Um, why don't we start off with a spark notes version of yourself really quick, but you're from West Virginia. Um, yeah. kind of, uh, how'd you find yourself, uh, doing music and, uh, being in Asheville. And then that's probably the most boring thing I'm going to ask you all day. And then we're going to get in all the fun <laughs> stuff. So just all the for the people who don't know you just go there. All good, man. This is my uh, 11th year in Nashville. Uh, I moved down here. Uh, actually I, I was working for Pepsi at the time and, uh, I worked for him all the way through, you know, uh, basically college. And uh, when I finished up college, they offered me a job. I was working in West Virginia where I'm from. I've always loved music. Uh, I've been in and out of bands just throughout a couple college bands, high school bands. And, you know, we sucked. It was not good, <laughs> but you learn a lot. I think it's like a growing point. You have to, you have to go through that. Um, and just playing like some gigs, you know, some weekend gigs around West Virginia and stuff. And sure. then finally, some of the pep people I worked with at Pepsi were like, Hey man, like, you know, we've got connections with Nashville. Like you see, if we could get you a job down there, would you, would you want to do that? You know, that way you can pursue like your career. And I was like, no, nah, I mean, we're just doing this for fun. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think we'll ever make it, but I've always had that dream. I was a right. kid that grew up watching MTV and CMT and I was like, sure. I want to be those guys one day. I want to be in front of those people. And I think when I kind of got that first taste that summer of like 2011, 2012, like, like being in front of people i was like oh man i really love this but i know I'll, I'll never be good enough to make it but suddenly man just god worked it out next thing you know i had like the job that i was actually waiting on and probably would have waited years on in west virginia to get because nobody left when you got into a good job it's just yeah. it's just not a lot of well, not a lot of good work up there i right. guess is at that time and so you know Pepsi was a good company to work for and they, they, it was like a family up there and they helped me transition. I mean, it wow. was wild. I went down to Nashville, visited for a week and just checked out the Pepsi plant down here. And then I was out at nighttime, like meeting people and yeah. like, you know, trying to network on Broadway and figure this whole thing out. I'm yeah. a small town kid, man. So it was like overwhelming for me. And then sure. they offered me the job by the time I left and they were like, Hey, do you want it? And I was like, yeah i mean i, th I think so and they're like cool we're gonna move you down here you'll be here in two weeks and i was just like i had like two oh, weeks crap. to get my entire yeah. life together and you know i'd never really you know i'd never left west virginia i'd spent my entire life there and it's like oh my gosh i mean am i ready for this and it was like best decision i've ever made um yeah. you know but yeah i found myself man i moved down here and then freaked out by broadway and i thought man i'll never be this good like just realized <laughs> where all the holes were so we sure. just continued to tour outside of west virginia for for several years i never yeah. even played a gig downtown at all for years wow. and like just kind of stay on the outskirts and stayed hidden so that's wow. kind of what we did which is um, so, yeah, that's so crazy that's so nuts and that's even that's even crazier because like when i so i i, I know before we hit record here I, I told you i've i've been to i've been in nashville a couple of times right. in the back end of this year and um i was there in august and and I was with uh, I was with my brother and my girlfriend and one of our friends and and you know obviously I'm I'm not uh, normal up here right like I really love country music and I really love music in general and and you know not many people are on that level and that's totally cool so when we went to Nashville 
uh, you know, they obviously wanted to do a lot of the touristy stuff. They wanted to go downtown. They wanted to do all that stuff, right? Which was which was fine because it's been a few years since I've been there. And I said, yeah. you know what? Whatever. It's cool. Like, no worries. So so we go and we're downtown and and we're we're going in and out of these places. And I'm actually I was actually bumping into some buddies and which was like really cool for me and uh, also just like pretty wild because I mean, listen, like, I mean, me being outside New York City, like I know big. And Nashville's big, but it's really small within a big place, right? So, so it was just crazy that like I was just like walking into a bar and I bumped into this guy here and that guy. There. I'm like, what? Like, what is going on, right? So, um, but anyway, long story short, we ended up at All Red one night, and you and you, you and your band were playing. Yeah, and we were we were on the on the top there, and uh, I was actually uh, staying there with one of my friends who's also an artist, and uh, I don't think he, I think he does live there now in Nashville, but he's from North Carolina, but. Um, he just happened to bump into me and he was like, Oh, these guys are really good. And I was like, yeah. Cause I, I, I think we've, we talked prior to that, like in the DMS, but like, I didn't know you or you didn't know me. And, and, no, uh, no, we didn't know. Yeah. Right. And my friends were like, do you know this guy? I was like, I know. I'm like, I, like, I, like I listen to him, his stuff and they're like, he's really good. So your show is great. And and the fact That's that you right. played, took so long to play downtown is like pretty surprising. Cause like, wow. you guys have confidence, like. You get you get in the crowd, like you you get active, and, and you do you did the dollar thing that I loved, like right? like, the, like like you guys it's so don't much have to fun. control a crowd, and even when you're playing covers, yeah. like and you put some originals too, and people loved it. So I think that that's, that, yeah. that that's incredible. So you guys have a great show. So that's all I was trying to say. Dude, thank you, man. It's taking a long time to get there. Like I tell yeah. people, you know, Rome Rome wasn't built in a day, right? I mean, no. it's, it's uh, I'm I'm thankful for what we have. I have to constantly remind myself of, man, remember when you were where you were praying to be where you are now. And right. of course, you know, as an artist, you're always like, there's another set of stairs to climb. There always is. Yeah. You always want to be the next level up. So, yeah. but yeah, dude, that means a lot. Thank you. I yeah. mean, that's something that we really focus on is the crowd. So, yeah, of course. Uh, so, so like, what was your transition period? Right. Right. Cause like, so you moved to town. That's great. You, you, yep. you played outside of downtown for a while. Um, when you first started playing downtown, like, you know, obviously, obviously there's, there's a lot of pros to playing downtown. There's also some, some negatives sure. depending on which way you want to look at it. But I think for exposure and putting on a great show like that, like that's your boot camp, right? Like that's, that's yeah. going to weed out the, the, the men from the boys. You know what I mean? Like, like that's yeah. going to show who can really hack it. And so, so what was your transition period? Like going from areas that weren't downtown Nashville to downtown on Broadway? Man, uh, you know, it was kind of, I mean, obviously it felt like, it felt like overnight, but I mean, everything, I guess is kind of gradual, right? Sure. Um, we were doing a ton of stuff um, where we were just playing. I mean, I think we even did some tin roof segment for a little bit and those shows were tough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. dude, you're playing on closing and, and your last four or five songs you're playing for nobody because they rush right. everybody out the building and you're like, man, I'd love to meet my fans. So <laughs> yeah. I don't really think those were beneficial. I wish they would set them up to where they ended about 15 minutes early. But that was kind of like, I guess someone saw us at one of those shows um, that told this lady who was up in like Minnesota and she somehow was connected to this dude who had been booking man for a lot of like casino, like he can't eat he was military and he'd done some booking for like casinos and like, I guess like some of these, um, I don't know which, I guess auditorium kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Like he had his, that he had built up with and he booked like certain artists there. And, and, and so she reached out, she goes, Hey, I saw these guys, like, you know, they played like tin roof segment and stuff. And we were probably kind of playing around the Midwest and stuff, you know, Midwest is really good to us, man. I love playing up there. And right. 
<laughs> we were probably on the verge of getting tired of always having these shows in freaking January up north <laughs> where there'd be a snowstorm. <laughs> like every time we'd go and be like, well, we either might get there and not make it back or we're either not even going to get there to begin with. Sure. <laughs> you know? and, I mean, dude, just God with us. I don't know how many times that we yeah. should have done that. But long story, man, I think we were kind of getting that burnout thing. And this lady reached out about that time and she was like, hey, I, I'm working with this guy and he's got a connection with the Wild Horse Saloon. We were like, oh no, we can never do the Wild Horse. Like, you know, those people are great. They're like, no, no, we we really think you could. Like, you, yeah. you've, you know, we've seen stuff from you. You've seen your show, like this stuff. Like, you know, we'd love to meet with you. And so they met with us and they were really good in the beginning. Um, and they just really coaching us on, you know, like you, you can do some stuff around here that makes more sense. Like we'll still book you, like let us book you. We'll book 10%, you know, right. commission. Oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's average, you know, it's good. And they're like, let us help you get some stuff, you know, like we'll, we'll do. And they did, they did all the leg work, made sure everything was like good and tight. And so that's when we first started. Nice. Then old red opens up. So when right. old red started opening up, um, then they wanted, I kept saying, you need to book you over there and you book you over there. And I'm like, I just we don't have a four hour set. They're like, well, it's only really three and a half time transition between bands. Like, you do this like six to ten thing. You're gonna they gonna they want you to take breaks because then they can swap out the crowd because they want to rotate the crowd out so they can get new money back in there, you know. And so the first two years of us doing that at Old Red, we actually never took requests. Wow! Like people would come up and ask, and then we'd be like, oh, we just we don't know that one, but. How about we play it like this other song? And like, I remember we had maybe 30, 35 wow. solid songs down. Like that was, that was like our entire catalog. Yeah. It was just a ton of Jason Aldean. And Luke Which Brown. sounds like a lot, but so it's like, not. It's not a lot, man. Yeah. That's yeah. not hardly. And somehow we kept them because of the show. And I started getting a little bit more confident moving off the mic and stuff and talking to people. And so next thing you know, it's like, okay, well, 60 or 70% of our shows are in town because we're playing wild horse this weekend friday and saturday we're playing um you know we're playing all red on this day and then we got to do like weekday all red stuff and then they'd be like you want a late night and it was just like man this booking agency kind of took a lot off my plate which helped me because i was constantly doing the west virginia thing the midwest thing we played a lot there and it was funny um you know you're you come in as a class and i say it like there's a whole new class of artists that just got to town in the last two years and they're kind of like on the accelerated version i would say it's like there's times where i feel like they just instantly get to like right here and i'm like yeah you you, you should have had to, had to do what we had to, you know when you're in the van and you're going down the road for you know hours and you're not trekking through snowstorms snowstorms i mean dude i can't tell you how many times we had to pull off for the night just like you know are we gonna make it or pull into a freaking you know a rest stop and and yeah. i think you get tired of man we had been you were talking about never taking a week off of doing this yeah. podcast for all those years, for all those weeks and years, right? Dude, we never had more in 10 years than two weekends off. That's insane. In a row. Like, I'm so when I say it, like in a row, and, I, and it was just typically, that was literally typically the week before Christmas. Yeah. And then we were right back playing for New Year's. We were always doing something, man. We were, dude, it was Friday, Saturday. And we, keep in mind, we're working two of us were two of us were working full time during the week too right. so you work monday through friday you put a job on that plus writing in the evenings with who would write with you you know like i didn't i didn't have the opportunity to be downtown during the day that just wasn't me at all yeah. and dude you book all your vacations around shows and <laughs> you're following other artists in that whole class and you're trading shows 
That's what yeah. you're doing, man. For years, it's just, hey, man, I'll give you this venue in if you'll give me this venue in. And yeah. I mean, there's a whole class of artists that I came in with. And man, it's kind of sad. I feel like in my class, um, I think there's like maybe one or two mm-hmm. left of like our core group. And there was like 20 yeah. of us that were all pretty good friends and hanging out all the time. And then a few of them left and then a few of the new ones come in. And like, I, I get kind of sad when I think about it because one of my buddies yeah. just hung it up the other day and he moved all the way up north to pursue a different business and i'm like no man we were like the last two in our class yeah of course there's been a lot of a lot of folks that you know but i I think the whole thing was we got told for years don't play downtown don't play downtown man you get labeled as a broadway band labels don't like it they're not downtown like don't do that you're just a broadway band yada yada but i think what you had to look at was well we can go on the road and we can play a venue for you know, 150, 200 people. It really depended on the venues counting on us. And we're like, man, we're counting on you to promote because you're the one that has the built-in crowd. What if they don't know us? We'll keep them there if you'll get them there, you know? And a lot of venues just didn't do that, man. You walked in and be like, oh man, you should have been here last night. We should have booked you last night, Mm -hmm. Saturday night, because there was so-and-so something going on, you know, every time. I can't tell how many times we showed up to be a disappointment. And, um, but we did that because we were so fearful of being labeled and uh, as a Broadway band, and we wanted yeah. to do what Zach Brown did, Brantley Gilbert. It was grow that grassroots approach. And I think right. that was still working up until about 2012, 2013. Like, and then you start seeing a shift. And that's when I think social media came into play. Right. And right. by 2019, you know, I think I'd really realized like, holy crap, people come to Nashville to hear music. Right. Like they're dialed in music. If I go to them in their hometown, they might just be out with their buddies and if I can retain 10% of that 400 to remember my name, and that's only a good night if 400 is even there, right. can, then, then that's considered a good night. I'm like, was it really worth me driving 16 hours to put 40 more people exactly. on, my, on my fan list versus I can go downtown on a Monday night and be in front of a solid crowd. And, dude, I can pull 40 people in 30 minutes. Exactly. Well, that's the the thing, right? right? That that's that's the thing. Is like, is everyone always talks about? And listen, like I said, there's pros and cons to it all, right? There, absolutely. But but um, you know, when I like, I I won't lie to you. When I started doing this years ago in my basement, right? This was the kind of person I was. Right here, this is exactly who I was. And I'm not saying I'm proud of it, but I've learned. I was the, um, if you can't catch me, if you can't loop me in on like on 15 seconds of your song on iTunes. Like I'm, it's not for me. Wrong approach, super wrong approach. I recognize that. I was also the, um, the, that's not country guy for like probably a couple of months. Right. <laughs> uh, which is, which is incredibly, which is, but, but that's ridiculous. And, and this is how you, you know this, cause I'm from suburban New Jersey. I can hear my neighbor if he sneezes, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm the farthest thing from country. Like, so listening to what I consider country, like that, like you should, Everyone would, should take my opinion with a grain of salt if that's what I was coming from, right? So then, but then you readjust and you meet more and more musicians, and you're like, man, sure. like, how do I sit here and say like that's what country music is when to that person that's what country music is? Either way, it's what makes them happy and it's their passion. And like, music is subjective. Like, you can't just like look at someone and say like, and say like that's not good because I hate when people tell me my music taste is not good. And believe me, I get it a lot up here and you know, I do. Right. And so like, I hate when people say that. So like, why am I telling people that? So you change your whole mind. I was also the guy that said, you know, 
Broadway is just a bunch of covers and drunk people. But then you got to realize, right? Like Todd, you know this. I, I, I'm, I'm basically preaching to you as a choir. But for the people who like yeah. who don't realize it, like the reason why people are not totally in on Broadway all the time is because of the fact that you know, obviously, you know, you move to Nashville, write songs, and play your own music, and and Broadway sure. kind of takes that away, right? So, but sure. here's the thing. Here's the thing is that if you want to play music, the only way to loop people in at first is to play songs that they know, because then they say, oh my God, this guy's right. That is the only way to do it. Or else they're going to say, why am I listening to this dude from West Virginia when he's singing a song about a girl that he dated when he was, you know, 22 years old and I don't know her and I don't know him. What's the point? Right. So like, so, so I get it. So, but what I think, what I think is important about Broadway right now is that you go in there and you're 100% correct. You're always making money because people always want to see live music, no matter who it is. Yep. They just want to see someone who's good. And if it's on Broadway, you know it's going to be good because uh, because that's like that's like cream of the crop town. They're like they got to have something, right? So um, great musicians downtown. Great, great, in- incredible, great guitar players, great drummers, great singers, and those guitar players and those drummers can probably sing just as well. Like it's just it's just insane, great. right? So many of them. It's just insane. So so I I get what you're saying, and and you're automatically putting your face in front of 400 people and and saying okay, like like here are these people that will maybe listen, right? Like. I told you about my friends. My friends looked you up right after you said your name is Todd Cameron. And I have a t- song called there Tennessee you Later on Apple Music, right? Yeah. Like you did your job. And the cool thing about Broadway right now, and like if you listen to the episode last week with uh, with my with my buddy Stephen Paul, if, if you're listening right now and you listened last week, um, Stephen and I talked about the fact that that he's played at Whiskey Row for a really long time and how approaching yeah. in 24, he's no longer going to um, – play consistently there just because he wants to focus on writing and he's got some other places at the end of the week that he's going to start sure. playing at to kind of counteract that. But the Tuesday, Thursday deal really wasn't, you know, isn't something that he wants to take in 2024. Um, and there's no bad blood there. He just wants to readjust his schedule. Right. So, um, but we were talking about the fact that Broadway now is shifting a little bit where like you can play, let's, I don't know what the actual number is, but let's say you play 10 songs. And then when yep. the band takes a break, right? Like you can stay up there and play a, a cover or an original, right? Like, and you can, you can get your original music out there. Now it's not 10 originals, but it's one or two that can loop someone in. And I think that's important. And I don't think it's been like that. You know, I, I think for a while it was only covers. And I think now you're able to mix in some originals and that's really cool. Long winded answer. Man. There you go. That's it. <laughs> no, dude, I think it's, I think it's, dude, you're spot on. And, and before I think, you know, and, and as and you're right, man, leveling with the fan, right? You know, hey, how do we get an opportunity? Th- this is something that I, I, I try to explain to Shania Twain and Travis Tritt whenever we got just hammered on this TV show. They were, uh, you know, what I'm they, they, they kind of <laughs> just, dude, it, it was while we were on this TV show and, and like they ended up voting us off, me and my duo partner at the time. And it was just like, yeah, we don't need another Florida Georgia line, you know, w- with a good band playing a Broadway gig. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> every artist on this show is being backed by the same power playing band that's behind us. It's just the artist out front of this, the same band plays for everybody on this TV show. And I'm like, second of all, you know, we came in here to level these people don't know who we are, but how can we, how can we get on the same playing field and to where they can be like, man, I can relate to that guy. Let's pick a song that everybody knows and let's do it. You know, good. I think, the only thing that I have learned about the cover side of things is people now are so in tune 
with music and they mm. gobble it up so fast. I mean, like, I don't think is it, I don't want this to come out wrong. I, I feel like the days of a song, like, you know, Bon Jovi's one dead or alive, or if I'm going back to Skinner and I'm going to talk about sweet home, Alabama, <laughs> free bird, like these songs still stand out because they're just, I mean, do people love, them. they're always going to play some, but I feel like people consume music so fast now and they burn it out within two to three weeks. And then they're on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually reading this book that talks about this. It's called the 10 artist commandments, which man, I recommend any artist needs to read this. It is like, put me in check. Actually, you know cool. what? Boom. Right here, bro. There you go. Sitting here right here. Wow. Freaking amazing cool. book by J.R. McKee. I am so freaking glad I have this, but, but it literally says like, what are you doing to make your song stand out past the vibe, you know, being viral or, or this, this. And I, and I think when you come back to covers, man, like you're right. I think if people in a certain age group were to see a video of me lip syncing my song, that, you know, it's, it's the thing that works, right? We all do it. We're on TikTok. You know, we want them to hear the recorded version because right. why? If they like it, then our hope is they're going to go instantly to Spotify and Apple Music or wherever and download that song. Exactly. But I think when you're alive, I've changed a lot of people because people have been like, you've popped up in my feed, but I just skipped over your video. And you're right, because I may not be interesting to look at. I may not be, you know, <laughs> if it's if it's from a female perspective, they may not like me the way I look or something. Maybe they don't like my voice or whatever. But then I get in front of them live and they're like, I know, I, I can't tell you how many people, people have come up and said, man, I've seen your reels. I've seen your stuff. I just, I never took time to listen. And it may be because of why, and I'm going to, I'm going to circle this back to a point that really sucks for artists these days. But, but the truth is people are so in tune with music and they know, and like, they've almost memorized like every solo now and stuff and like how it goes. They're like, Oh, that's, that's not how it was played. That's not how it is. (laughs) I have found that you're better off being playing the cover almost identical to how it's recorded versus I spice up a little bit. I just pick and choose the songs that I do my own way. Sure. But I don't vary much from the record because then you want people to be like, God, he sounds as good as the original because that's what they know. That's the one they've heard. And that's the one that's been burnt in their mind. Radio's played it a hundred million times, right? Or it's been on their Spotify playlist on repeat for the last three weeks. Play that Morgan Wallen song exactly how Morgan recorded. Let Morgan spice it up. Yeah. Let Morgan do his own thing with it. When you go watch him live, like he changes it. Let him go do the things he wants. But I think for me, and then, and then, I, and then that's how I level with the fan. They're like, "Oh man, he covered this Morgan Wallen song or this uh, or this Matchbox Twenty song." Like here, he he covered. Man, he it sounded just like like it was as good as the record. And then they hear me and they're like, "Man, you sound different." And and I think live, that's one thing I do. Like I think my voice sounds a little bit more different, a little fuller. It just depends. Like I go back and listen to old songs I recorded. I'm like, Oh God, I'd love to redo that song, which I'm actually considering doing. Um, But I think that the whole purpose is is like, you start with those cover songs to earn that leveling with, with the fan. Like, Hey man, I like this song too. That's cool. They did a really good job on that. And then I always say, look, Hey, I'm here tonight to make friends with you. My hope is that in the future, and I say this every show, my hope in the future is that I get to see each and every one of you all again. And you're coming back to watch me play a show of my own songs and not somebody yeah. else's. Yeah. But I know how hard it is to listen to an artist you don't know play a song you don't know. Right. And I do it real specific. I say, hey, I got to give these boys a break. You saw me do it. You know, yeah. two songs. You know, let me tell you a little bit about my story. You want to hear the story behind this song, Tennessee, later. I wrote it because I was just done. 
yeah. so burnt out on Nashville and the clicks and and this industry. Fantastic and, and song, though. Not it's not really getting the shot, dude. Thank you, man. Sam, dude, Sam Grow is a beast of a writer. He's one of my favorite yeah. people to write with. And um, I took that idea. It's it's a funny story behind that song, but I ended up taking that idea out of another writing session because it, it we landed nowhere with it for four hours. Didn't even sure. get a word in other than the title. And I was like, I was like, man, I, I really want this song to be more for me personal anyway. And sure. so I took it down there with him and we wrote that thing in like 35 minutes, the whole song start to finish done. And it was just like, it was just flowing and just feeling yeah. it. And I think as an artist, man, that's when you write the best is when you're feeling the things. And I was for definitely, sure. I was definitely down in that stage, but I, to get back to this whole thing of like what sucks for artists is I think these days it sucks that we judge our song and it'll tell you that in this book, yeah. we judge our songs as, Oh, that's not a good song because it didn't take off on TikTok, or because it didn't take off on reels or because, you know, you need a thousand people within a certain small amount of time to make songs make a video with your song and, and look, man, not everybody's gone through a tough heartbreak. Like I have where it ruined your hometown. Some right. people have never experienced it. They don't know that they're not going to level with me. Like some people have been like, dude, I know exactly why I left my hometown. Cause I remember that girl or that guy that did this. And I can't even go visit those spots because it just haunts me. You know, this, yeah. this that's the people I'm going for. And if yeah. that's 5% of my audience and that's it, but it just sucks because even that audience may not even see that song. And so sure. we as artists then turn around and we're like, oh man, this sucks, man. I, I got this new song coming out and it's just not taking off. But I got the same three songs that will always take off when I do a video of them because I have figured out what the target audience is for those songs. And it's yeah. like, you know, I, I just say it, but like we judge so much. So how does that suck for an artist? It sucks for an artist right. because like, man, right now, look, dude, I can't even walk because of my surgery. <laughs> I can't get out there and film content. Right. I mean, I, I have to sit here in my, in my, in my music room here and I'm like, hold my phone up and pray, but people want movement. So right. it's boring to them. So now it's become more about the video. Yeah. Than the quality of the song. Right. So Which my is the, video the worst part. It's the worst part because yeah. now I feel like I have to focus all my attention on content instead of letting the song do what it does. So, that goes back to, I think, the world of memorable songs. I think each artist gets their one yeah. these days. I mean, I think, and I'm not saying it's their breakout song. I, I mean, I think, right, if you look at somebody, I mean, do we all know Luke Combs' Hurricane sure. will forever be? That, that was like the summer smash. That was sure. the blockbuster smash song of that summer, and it had that country rock feel, and it just yeah. it looped in everybody. And because of that song's success, almost every song he's put out since has been successful because people got behind at that point, Morgan Wallen, you know, whiskey, whiskey glasses. glasses. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, but, but up down was the first one, right? Sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure, sure up down was like, that the was, first one. you're right. But, but man, maybe his, but his actual song that, that is probably the one everybody's going to know about. It's probably going to be last night at the end of the day. Sure. And, and, and because look at the numbers behind it. Right. And I mean, and which I hate, I may be wrong. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, but, but I get it, man. And I get it. And it's, so it's just like for me, you know, he can obviously have some, some, uh, some stuff that, uh, right. I think that he's always going to put out great music, man. If you listen to that album, every song could be a single. Yeah. You know, and I feel like now, as an artist, like if I, if I go back and listen to some of these old country guys, you knew the songs that were the radio songs, you yeah. knew it. And people listen to the whole record. 
people listened the entire thing. You knew which ones it was. And you, and you, and oh, you knew man, the ones that you knew the ones that weren't because they were like they were always the ones. Well, at least for me, at least for me, I always knew the ones yeah. that that weren't because those are the ones I really latch on to. So I knew if I was yeah. if I was really ro- roped into something, I'm like, Dude. there's no way this is a, a single. Like there's no shot. And I go back and look, like I told you, right? Like like I got a late start to this whole thing. So like so like I went yeah. backwards. I started with Rascal Flats on the radio and I ended up at George Jones. You know what I mean? Like like <laughs> obviously there's like much other stuff, but like. But like that's th- those are the songs that I that I gravitate towards. Like I know, so I'm with you. I think you're 100 correct, and I think you're right. You listen to like Morgan Wallen's entire new album; they could all be radio singles. And you know what? They're all going to do fantastic. But what I absolutely take la- uh, Keith Whitley over last night for sure. Like Keith Whitley's a lot of people. He'll never make it. A, he'll never make it a radio single. You know why? Because half the people that listen to Morgan Wallen don't even know who the fuck Keith Whitley is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, like obviously we do and most and and most people who listen to country music and are passionate about it do yeah. but but the people I'll, I'll throw i'll throw new jerseyans under the bus the new jersey morgan wallen fans don't know who keith whitley is it's just a fact dude california's the same way they yeah a buddy of mine told me that the california fans get behind morgan because it's a fad and because it's cool because they see everybody else jamming the song dude there's no doubt like i told you every song on that on his record is amazing he picks 36 yeah. singles and made a record but yeah. if i go back and listen to like goo dolls lifehouse you know i was in that rock era i love those guys. great great, great. For, dude even matchbox 20 like there, there's a song on the on the record that never got on the yourself or something like you records called mm-hmm. cody yeah. and it, dude it's one of my favorite songs and then another song called hang and i, I love the rock thing because every rock you always knew it there was gonna be at least one acoustic song yeah. It was like more acoustic driven Goo Goo Dolls. It was like acoustic number five was the song. It's one of my favorites, dude. And, and these songs are not singles. And, mm-hmm. and, but, but you always knew, like I could listen to the, I'm going to say, that's going to be the single. That's going to be the next one. They only needed three hits. And if you did the formula, right, you only need three hits. That's all you need. You need it, three hits to carry you for two years. That's it. Three, three hits will carry you for two years. Cause you're going to tour and do your other thing. Then two years later, you're going to put a song. But dude, if you look at these guys now, like, I, look, I think Outing just dropped like a, you know, like 15 song regular record. Most yeah. of we all went through this double record thing yeah. because, you know, all that was going on. The Garth, I remember the Garth double live, but oh, geez, my dude. point of the matter is, is these guys are now, I hope they're kind of going back. And I listened to, I think Jake Owen said this on the podcast. He was talking about, it. he goes, man, I like, he's like, man, Morgan just dropped awesome. He goes, I don't think I'm even all the way through it because I can't even absorb yeah every song that's out there yeah. and you're right like these these people i get it man these people are latching on morgan's business guy man he's people yeah. behind him are thinking business-wise it's great he's already got dude he's got enough songs if he never put out another record he could tour for the next 10 years and sell and out every show and be great. that's right people you're 100 correct because he's gaining he's gaining new fans you're right you're right Here, here's here's my two things right like i think you're 100 correct and I think if Morgan did the Billy Joel thing, I think, I don't know if you've heard this, but Billy Joel was asked once, he's, they said like, like, why haven't you ever put any new music out? Because up until like last month, he's playing at the garden every single month. And then he played everywhere else, right? He's he's in his like 70s, I think, or like late 70s, 70s. at least. And so like he's playing and and he still sounds great. He doesn't move all that great, but he sounds fantastic. So so they asked him once, it's like, why didn't you ever put out anything new? And he said, well, here's the way I look at it. I'll never make anything better than my heyday records like 
between like 80 and 90 or whatever it was right he had like a couple and he had like obviously the early ones were in the 70s but the best ones were like in that 80 range right so he's like i'll never make anything better and no no person goes to see a billy joel show show and wants to hear new stuff people who go and see it want to hear the old so you're right if morgan never put anything out again people would go every single show he'd sell out and they would they would listen to all of this music because he's got so much at this point. Now, here's my thing. The double so albums, right? Double albums are great. As music listeners, love them because it's just laying out on a silver platter. But in terms of absorbing, it's hard. It's really hard, it's hard. right? Like, like there are songs that I'm a big Cody Johnson fan. Love cowboy music. He put out a double record. great, man. Yeah. Love, that, love that album. I think it's a great project. That is probably the only one, the only album that I, I think I know every song, like, pretty well um and i listened to both morgan wallen double albums the aldine did like a weird double album thing where he split he did too he split it and i thought that was actually kind of genius it was smart because you got the first 15 and then you can absorb the next 15 you You got time to carry it for six months and hit another 15 right those guys are still looking for new songs already they're 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 already on the pitch sheet i'm saying morgan i I looked at a pitch sheet the other day and it says looking to start cutting aldine Morgan, it's like you just dropped an album That's what <laughs> six weeks ago for Aldine. Morgan, what three? Uh, when when did he drop the one? Like three something months like, ago? Yeah, something like that. Three months ago, and, th- right. three or four, three or four months ago. And yeah. and dude, I'm over here like, like holy crap! But but here's the thing. To their point, they're doing it right yeah. because that's why I keep going back and saying. The days of you talking about the haymaker songs, man, like the freaking the 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 Guns and Roses, man, the, the the freaking Motley Cruz, and I still say all this. Like you hear a lot of these guys now. This this is kind of ties back to what I was saying earlier about yeah. sounding as good when you cover a song, yeah. make it sound as good. There's tons of videos going around making fun of like, dude, the legacy acts, right. the, the Guns and Roses, the Bon Jovi, they can't even sing anymore. Well, yeah, right. no doubt. Look at how they were singing without vocal coaching. Exactly. For yeah, years. Of course they can't. Yeah. These guys were on crazy drugs and alcohol right. and all this stuff, and they and they were living the rock star life. Dude, they're not going to sound the same. Does your grandpa talk the same now at ninety no. that he did when he was sixty? No, he's right. had thirty more years of. Your voice is a muscle too, man. And if you don't take care of it, it's the same thing. Dude, I don't sound the same as when I was singing 10 years ago. I'm a lot deeper and, and raspier now because I've blown my voice out so much. And that's fine, me because I don't want to sound like a kid. There's still <laughs> times I listen to songs and I'm like, ugh. But my point <laughs> is, the days of those songs are just gone. Like People are like, yeah. oh, man, I forgot about that song. When you think Leonard Skinner, you can name four or five songs right now that you know that, yeah. dude, they just, they resonated. They stuck. And it's because... Now they're put and some other artists and I've talked about this. They just put out music so fast now. It's like, what, what song is it? I don't even know the name of it. Who was yeah. it? What's the artist? And like back in the day, you got that one song on a radio, man. It was a game changer. And yeah. these guys are just pumping out music so fast. And it's like, as a writer, all you needed was a cut. Right. Because if they had three hit songs on that record and they just put it. yours on as a filler, even if they never played it live even if they never did any of that and it's just it's just on a record it's a filler because people listen to the whole album then and, yeah. I, and i think morgan's an exception right i don't right. think a lot of people are listening to entire albums anymore i don't think they are no i think there's a select few i think there is a select few yeah and very I, few and he is one of them he's one of the yeah few. 
Yeah, yeah dude. I, I agree. I, I don't think those days are over, man. I think that they're just so far behind us. But those songs still get requested, and for a reason. Because yeah. when you think about it, you know, that's what it is. But those guys, like, they, they, they are struggling. A lot of those older guys are struggling with their voices, except one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch this out. There is one guy who has blown me away. I still watch videos, like, when he posts up. And this guy watched him live 2016, maybe. Don't give it away. I want to see if I can guess it. He's got a, he's got a song that everybody knows, and it's probably the it's probably the one song. But if you heard four or five other songs by him, you'd be like, "Oh, dude, I do remember that song." But what genre are we are, talking? It's rock. It's rock. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go '80s. He was a solo artist, so it's not a band, which you know was kind of rare at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was rock, and he had this song about a summer, and uh, and uh, he is. Well, he was a solo artist at that point. He's he's been a solo artist. As- whole career he's been around like 40 years dude guys unbelievable um i mean i was gonna say you said summer i was gonna say don henley but that's obviously not true um boys of summer yeah i mean i mean oh okay because he was part of eagles it's not okay okay but i i got him okay got it all right so who is that i don't know but there's another brian adams summer 69 oh my god yeah that's a good point that's a good point my parents just saw him my parents just saw him. Dude, My mom is a massive brand. Sounds great. Me too. Wow. Dude, he sounds still to this day. And so that's why I'll see people like, uh, and people will literally um, get, people will do this whole thing well, uh, where they'll take videos and be like, oh, it sounds awful. Like even Enrique Iglesias, I think he's getting like roasted oh right now online. <laughs> yeah, he's you know, he sounded a little rough there with with that. You know, and yeah. I'm like, dude, he doesn't even sound anything like his other songs. Yeah. Um. Re- regardless, um, what I will say is, Brian Adams is one of the few, and I don't know if it's just because he's just taking care of his voice, and he may not be, he may not live that crazy rock star life. Man, he just does not get enough credit. That guy can sing "Summer '69," and he will sound just like the record that he recorded. Freaking 30, 40 years ago, whenever I think yeah. it was a reckless album or something. I gotta I gotta go back and look. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I was right. like, I was like, I watched him live. If the songs that was when songs faded out live sure. on the record, you know, they yeah, pulled yeah. the faders down, the band's yeah. still playing. Classic. He does that live. He awesome. does that live. If it's so if that's awesome. how it ends on the record, is live fade out, his band starts backing up from the mics and playing quieter and cutting their volumes down. Yeah. Like that's it's awesome. the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And he but that guy is one of the few gems out there. And I say this, I'm like, dude, you don't understand. I've heard a lot of these rockers. They don't sound, I mean, they struggle, dude, even after 20 years. Yeah. But I think even go, even who's a modern day of that? Nickelback. Great yeah. example, dude. What do they play? Go back and go listen to their set list. I think they might play two songs off the new record, two songs off the yeah. record before this that has been out for yeah. nine years. They didn't put out music for like eight or nine years. Right. They don't need to. They don't need to. It's Nickelback. We'll see what happens it's with Creed Nickelback. too. You know what I mean? I, we'll dude, I think it's another one too. I think I'm gonna go. Are you? I think I might I, go. I got tickets. I got tickets. I Dude. I I like, uh, like I told you off recording. I used to work in radio, so I, I kind of have like like little ins, and I I don't think I need to pay for the ticket, and I which makes me even want to yeah. go even more. Um, yeah. But you know, now that I have here, I feel, and we just we just mentioned Creed. I feel like I should just bring this one up. So I recently yeah. bought probably the most incredible T-shirt of all time. Um, yeah. I wear a lot of band shirts and, and yeah, because yeah. that's what I like. And um, so like, uh, I don't know, like two months ago, I was just like sitting on my phone and, and someone mentioned that Creed was going back on tour and I like went to yeah. like dates and I like clicked on their, on their homepage and like their merch popped up. They're starting to make merch again. 
And like, you know, people make Creed merch all the time and whatever, but this one particular thing I haven't seen. And now, of course, now after I bought it, like there's, there's replicas of it for like probably 10 bucks cheaper, but I buy it and I use, and I I didn't even know I I buy, I'm going to show it to you in a second. I buy the shirt. I used Apple pay and it's connected to an email that I don't have access to. So I never knew when the shirt was going to show up. It was a (laughs) pre-order and it randomly popped up on my doorstep the other day and I forgot about it. It's the most incredible creature of all time dude i love that so dude, that for is the people amazing. who aren't watching it says dude it says, the halftime show yeah the greatest halftime show ever and it says creed in big letters scott stand there which looks like wings behind him but i think it's like yeah an and he's got the cowboys jersey on yeah. with the really dude. long hair that he's whipping around and it says texas stadium 2001 dallas texas it is probably dude the i remember that I own, but it's the coolest shirt i own for sure. It's so funny that so many people have literally graded that as one of the best halftime shows ever. Like literally, I mean, they said it was just one of the one of the best ones at that. And I watch the videos of it all the time. It's awesome. Yeah, but dude, same thing with man, dude. Why? Why do they need to? And and, and I said this the other day. It was just funny. Imagine being the biggest rock band in the world. Yeah. And this and dude, by the way, all these artists like that whole era. They, I think they call it the butt rock era, and it. It kind of ticks me off because it's like, hey, you can call it whatever you want to because at the end of the day, you all listen to at least one yeah. song by those guys. And they still Everybody do, by the way. Did. And if you didn't, you weren't did. cool. And, and and I say Hinder, like, hey, Lifehouse. The- <laughs> Hinder, Lifehouse. The Goo Goo Dolls. Fuel. Matchbox yeah, 20 is one of my favorite bands. Creed. All those guys, dude. And, and look, you can't not tell me that those guys didn't shape the way sounds are. It's just the today's version of country. Yeah. Dude, you can't tell me Hardy isn't as hard as, as freaking – and Brantley and some of his stuff, Bradley Gilbert, isn't as hard as, as Creed and, and – And you know that's and, where they uh, got all their Nickelback from. stuff. Yes, dude, we all did. We were all listening to that. That's the Keith Whitley. Keith Whitley might did not influence that air, that stuff, man. He might lyrically here and there. But I'm just sure. saying – you're right, man. And there's a lot of folks that are like, oh, it's not country. It's not country. It's like, you know what I, I've just been doing recently? I've just been calling my music, music, man. I, yeah. I don't know. Whoever, if you're right, if you're a rock guy, I've had a lot of people be like, man, I don't like country at all, but I like, man, I like this stuff. I don't lie about who I am, dude. I love rock. I started in the rock world, dude. I yeah. freaking, I wanted to be Lifehouse, Daughtry, Nickelback. I used yeah. to play in a rock band. That's what we did before we even moved over to country. Why do we move to country? more venues we could rock up the songs a little bit and yeah. still have fun at the at some point as an artist but you also just I like just, the music too right like just, so yeah, I mean, you just like, want to be in front of people yeah it's okay. like i just want to be in front of people and yeah. i got to create man imagine being the biggest rock band in the world and then falling off because of things happening and then all of a sudden what 20 years later some funny social media stuff comes up and, and all of a sudden it, it goes again. it goes viral and now yeah. you're they're arguably about to be the biggest rock band in the world again. It's like we just took a pit pause for 20 years. Oh my God. And we're yeah. going to come back. Let's just but pick it guys, up where we left off. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's what they're insane. doing, dude. You know what's it's crazy? It's like, it's like I was at Whiskey Jam one time and, and, uh, and like this, this is how telling everything you're saying about how rock and country are, are kind of their brother and sister, their siblings. Like you get, they're, you get, they are, man. Oh, they go hand in hand. And yeah. And I feel like it's, it's been like that for a long time. People just, don't realize that i'm talking longer than 20 years but um i you know, agree i've said it for a people, long they time they just don't think about it but like and and the other the other thing that i think people don't realize is like yeah i listen to a lot of country music but i also listen to a ton of rock music and i think that's across the board if you listen to a ton of rock music it's not always the other way around but like you do see that um but what i'm getting at is i was at whiskey jam and 
the lead singer of Hinder was there, right? And he got up and said, yeah. of an angel. Like, like these guys live in Music City. Like, they don't live in L.A. Like, a lot of them live. No. You know what I mean? They moved so, back here. Yeah, they moved back. Because music started shifting here. For sure, for sure. So, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm with Dude, you. I can tell I you a ton that, of rock bands. Yeah, and, and I'm with you. I think that, like... That, that it's it's important to just say music right like i think that's cool and, and i think what what for me like when i watch you play like the 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 one thing that's cool for me is like i was the 15 year old kid who loved brantley gilbert and that's kind of was part of my segue into music right so like i was that kid dude, that, that loved saving amy and you don't know her like i do and obviously oh, small town throwdown and just as i am like there's there's a there's a million songs that more I love. than miles was, more than miles. That, that was my second concert ever and dude. luke combs opened up for him so like Let's think yeah. about that for a second. You know what I mean? So um, I think that uh, that you're 100% correct. And I also just think that there's a world where you can um, you can rock out. You can you can love country music and you can be a rock star. Like there's a, And I think that's cool. And that goes back to what we were saying before about me being like the that's not country guy for a couple of months there. A little scary high little few months there. Because like <laughs> I think that it's that it's okay to do both. Right. And yeah. but on the contrary, I don't have to like it all. You don't have to like it all. Someone else doesn't have to like it all. But, but that's not the point. The whole point of music is to do what you love and why you love it, right? So, like, if someone wants to release a track album and be really poppy with a little bit of twang, then so be it, right? Right. If someone wants to release a really country album and they're really influenced in bluegrass, then go ahead and do it. Like, I think it's the beauty of music. So I agree, man. I just say music these days, and then that way it keeps the haters off of me because then they're exactly. like, "There you go, man." I'm not. I haven't labeled it as anything. I just say, "Hey, here's here's my music." Yeah. See, see what you think about it and as yeah. i've done that it's been good so yeah i love it sorry so, dude we've got off track like crazy <laughs> hey listen that's okay though I, I don't think i think that's the beauty of this whole thing right is like i love having conversations that like i didn't think i was gonna have right like yeah. i had points i want to bring up but like i can scrap that's half it. those points and that's totally okay because i think that's the beauty of conversation like i started this yeah. to meet new people and talk to new people i think that's really important um yep. but to uh to um kind of rope us in somewhere here um you had a pretty big year. You put out, you know, some some great songs. You just put out Need a Reminder. I didn't even know you were putting a song out. I just saw it just came out. I was like, shit, there it is. And uh, granted, <laughs> I did take a little bit of a social media unplug besides posting good, podcast stuff. And I think that, like, you kind of have to do that every once in a while. I think sure. it's really healthy. But, sure. um, but like, you know, you're, you close out the year really strong. And I really hope that that bleeds into next year. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, just just released a brand new. And, I, man, I, I just sat on the fence about doing that. Yeah. Um Gosh, probably, man, I, I just, I, I kept going back and forth and I was like, man, because the song before this one that I released was the yeah. first song that I had released in two years that hadn't made a Spotify playlist. And wow. I, I hate that we as artists have to coordinate our releases around that, but unfortunately in, in the discovery side of things, and like, as I say, in order to keep putting out music, you got to have money because it's independence. And I don't, I don't have daddy and mommy's money like a lot of them do. And, you know, I actually have to work for my stuff. And I've, yeah. I've always worked full time doing, you know, other jobs to pay for what, what I want to do. And, and yeah. dude, I stay busy with this yeah. thing. But I think that the Broadway gigs pay for a lot of that. But it's like, man, you don't want to make a mistake of putting out a song. And then, you know, it miss a chance to reach a lot of people. And it, it's the same thing. There's this whole thing called this algorithm, man. It's like, dude, just because I've got 25,000 people that hit the follow button on Spotify doesn't mean, mean 25,000 people are going to listen. 
No, I wish they would. I wish yeah. they'd all just stream Me it too. four times each, and then that yeah. would help, you know, at least pay for one-fifth of the song. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's the sad part. I don't think people realize how much it hurts us as artists, and, like, we're all just trying at this point. We're all just scraping bark off a tree, just trying to yep. get climate. And I think that um, for, for me, you know, I was like, I was on the fence because that, that song didn't make it a playlist. And I was like, why? And I was pretty devastated by it. I was like, I've got all the numbers and what I know they apparently consider in Spotify to put a song on a playlist. And I looked and my distribution company actually pitched that one instead of me. Normally I pitch it through Spotify for artists app. Yeah. And I was like, you guys cost me this because they didn't put any story, but I always tell the story behind the song. I think that's important for somebody, you know, I'm going to take the time. I'm going to tell you why I wrote this song, why I'm in all this. Right. Um, and dude, I was really nervous. I was like, man, I can't take a chance of putting out another song. And then, doesn't yeah. yeah, because you know, the rest of my streaming numbers are, are finally after years of working at this and keeping a consistent release catalog going, which is what you have to do. I was really nervous about it. I was like, man, it's getting close to Christmas. Like, is it the right thing to do? And actually Brantley's manager, um, Aaron, he's, he's been really good about like giving me some, some pointers and coaching stuff and Sam grow and, and Sam's manager as well, man. Uh, uh, you know, have, have been really good about like just kind of offering their input. And they were like, yeah. you know, man, there's a small window for when big artists are not releasing songs. Cause they're all going to release one come first of January. They're right. always going to hammer that out. Yep. There's a yep. small window to make a playlist. And I think for me, I was scared of man, are the Spotify execs going to go home? Like for Christmas, I'll say, like, what if I send this in and, and a friend, you know, like I said, Sam and all, I'm like, man, I think they work right up until before Christmas Yeah, before they, and then they're off for like a couple of weeks. So yeah. they're still listening and nobody's really releasing stuff. They still got to put out the new music thing and it's worked for me. New music Friday country is one of the best playlists. I love it, man. Sure. I, I think it used to be new music Nashville back in the day, which I didn't get a lot. When it first came out, I got a lot of streams, but then it, it kind of just tanked. And I think they just yeah. converted that playlist over to a new one called new music Friday country. Cool. And dude, that song's been on there for two weeks. And typically That's you awesome, get one man. week, you get yeah. one week, but because of where it fell, Right in the holiday season. Now that I know that, I think even next year, man, I'm gonna release one right before Christmas. Do because, it, dude. That's because, awesome, though. That's yeah, awesome, I, right? Like, I, I just want to get it queued up to go in there. Yeah. And it's a I great think, song too. It's just like you got to get thanks, the ears man. on it. You know what I mean? Like you, like that's and, it. And, and I think I read like on your Instagram, right? Like you had this song for a couple of years, right? And you just didn't, you didn't do phone. anything with it, right? So like that's the thing is Nothing. like sometimes you just got to wait for the right time. doesn't mean, doesn't mean the song is going to die in your demo. You just got to wait no. to, for it to be the right time and, and, and the right moment. And, you know, maybe you just, maybe you wrote this song two years ago, didn't plan on putting anything out. And then two years later, you know, or, and then, you know, throughout those two years, you just like happen to write something great. And you're like, I'm going to do this here, right? I'm going to do this instead. I'm going to pivot and do this instead. Cause like, you don't really know. No one really understands. You, you don't just kind of do it. Right. So um, I had to, and I'm glad right. I paid and, off. Exactly. So, um, you know, dude, good for you, man. I think that that's awesome. Thanks, I really man. Do. I think appreciate it. And I'm glad that that you're closing on 2023 on a really good note. I think that that's yeah. important. And I think that sometimes, you know, I mean, you've been doing this for a while, and and you know, you've put a lot of work into it. And like we mentioned, you know, there are people that are have really big careers right now that just popped off on social media overnight, and you know, they probably shouldn't really have big careers right now. But that's neither here nor there and <laughs> and you know that's based on you know someone told me once when when tiktok became a really big thing and obviously i was i was doing this pretty aggressively but um we we used to always have a tiktok conversation because everyone was really frustrated that tiktok was like the thing that was getting people record deals and 
this, that, and on tours. And, and then they're like, man, I've been doing this forever. And like, it's just, it's just not, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I'd rather them listen to my music than listen to a snip I put on TikTok. Right. So 100%. we're talking about all this, this whole deal. And, and what I'm saying is that like, you're the kind of guy who really honed in on your craft and your songs are great and your band is great and your live show is great. And Thanks, there are man. so many people that are on TikTok that have blown up and maybe their career shouldn't be that as big as they are because they can't control a crowd and they're playing these stadiums and they suck on stage. Again, Man. I'm not going to name any names. This is music to my ears. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and they suck on stage and you go there and you're like, damn. And like, truthfully, I'll be honest. I saw Morgan Wallen open for Luke, for, for Luke Bryan in like 2018. And yeah. I think I was the only guy who knew who he was because no one else was singing, but I was singing every word because I knew that whole first you know album, right? And I was like, oh, this guy's got a cool sound. He was terrible on stage, dude. He was sure. horrible. He ran back and forth on like, you know how they do the catwalk thing, obviously, and they yeah. extend it out and they have this thing. He just ran back and forth on the catwalk and just like, you know how he still does his little like fist bump thing and just like yeah. kind of like, but he still did a little bit of that. But he was like, he wasn't really like talking to the crowd. He was just kind of like, like throwing his arm in the air and then he would go, I was like, I mean, he's he sounds great. He just doesn't, he can't. So you can only imagine that's pre blowing up overnight. Like how, you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I get where I get where you're coming from. I think that um, the coolest thing about you is there's longevity and there's hard work and um, that shines through. Thank you. Man. Through most people, Thank you. especially like listening to the music. And um, I think that's really important. So uh, like I said, I'm really glad 2023 closed out really, really uh, great for you. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, what you got coming 2024, dude. Bro, I appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Everything you just said, man, that's just, I have thought everything that you've said. There's there's people with like just a couple thousand Spotify listeners and stuff, and and yeah. dude in there with writing with the big wigs or, or getting ready to go on these big tours. And I'm like, how you you barely played a show? Some you barely sign. played a you barely played a writer's room, and yeah. and it's tough and it's tough. And I think, dude, I'm gonna go back to this book. It says chapter one. Man, is uh, one of the first things it talks about is jealousy man, yeah. it will absolutely ruin, you know, your career. And I think that that's something that I had to learn the hard way, because I think, especially when, man, you're, you're working just so hard, man, you're climbing that wall and then you see somebody just like get, get like a, a boost up above you and you're sure. like, what, what have you done to earn this? And I think, yeah, I come from a generation where you got to earn it, man. And I, yeah. and I think it's tough. And, but I, but I always remember this, man. Um, somebody told me this and, and I think it's important um, not that I want to see the downfall. Uh, I, I don't think we should ever want that. I think that there are a lot of people in this town that do want to see other people downfall. Yeah. Um, I kind of just sit back and, and say it like, don't forget whoever you pass on the way up, you pass them again on the way back down. That's right. So don't, don't forget that. I think there's a lot of people that coming off of the TikTok era are, you know, it's a fast pass to success, but if you don't have, and I think, the stability and the stability comes from knowing who you are as an artist. And I think there's so many of them right now that are like, and we all do it. Oh, well this works. So I'm going to completely pivot and just go this way now and deviate from who you are. And the first chapter here says, tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that sing a songs about absolutely nothing. They are. And I appreciate your honesty about talking about, you know, hey, I'm from New Jersey, man. I can, you know, I can hear my neighbor sneeze, you know, yeah. back here. And, and I, I wear cowboy boots. I'm not country though. You know what I mean? I just like boots. Okay. There's nothing wrong but, dude, with that. but who am I to sit here and tell you, you know, you know, if that lifestyle and that, st that style of music, and that's, that's where you want to get there and just 
you know, look, we're, we all kind of just get thrown out here in this area where we, yeah. wherever your parents are, where we start at, that's where you start at. And then eventually, man, you already know, man. And if, and if you want to build that, you know, that little brick house out on three acres out in the yeah. middle of nowhere and, <laughs> and run your life out there, then dude, I can't judge you and say right now, you're not country right now. Oh, but in 10 years when you get success and, then, and yeah. you can move out that house, you will be. Right. And I think it's, I think a lot of it comes back to the roots and the beliefs of, of who you are and who you are inside. As a, as a human, Dude, right? You can relate to it. I agree, yeah. man. And I, I also think it's all relatability, right? Like I always talk about it all the time, right? Like, like I, I like kind of, as a kid, I didn't listen to, and I really just listened to a lot of classic rock and, and, and a lot of, you know, quote unquote, butt rock. Um, and <laughs> yep, I, but like, that's, that's what I really listened to. And, and then, you know, I like, I guess I tried to get into the rap thing, like all my friends, but like at the end of the day, like there was no, there was no relatability. You know what I mean? Like I, I couldn't relate yeah. to any of it. And I, I, I think, and I know for a fact that that's, that that's where I found country music. And, and, um, I actually tweeted this out. I'm going to pull it up. So I remember it, but, um, a buddy of mine years and years ago, uh, said this one quote and I found it recently and it's, it's actually really, it's, it's, it's pretty relevant. It's the day you fall in love with country music is a day you really need it. Like that's just yeah. a fact, right? Like I found country music in my most vulnerable form of life. Right. And like, there's, there's a whole story behind it, but like as a 15 year old, you know, I was going through a lot and most people know this story. And I was like, Hey, like I, like, I don't, like I always went to music and I went to music for the songs that I, would make me feel something and that's what the and genre did i'm not i'm not claiming to be someone that and that's the other thing right you mentioned that and i think that's really important it's a really great way to close this whole thing out but um i think that you really just need to be who you are right it, there are man. a ton of people out there a ton of people who are not who they are and i don't care how you dress but like that doesn't matter like enjoy your style who cares but like just be who you are like you're saying you're going to meet, meet him on the way up and you're going to meet them on the way back down. And what do, what do our parents always say growing up? It's like the age old thing. Treat people like you want to be treated. That's how I approach every conversation. Do unto others, man. That's right. And if I don't, if, if even if I don't like you as a, like, even if you did something to me to make me not like you as a human, right. I'm still sure. going to treat you respectfully because That's at sad. the end of the day, two wrongs don't make a right. Right. Like I feel like I'm they just don't. in a kindergarten class right now, just like saying all the little things. Right. But it's true. Basics. It's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's true because people don't, people don't think about it and and the music industry is incredibly small and you're going to pass all these people that know all these people that you might know right like like it, it's very small to the point where like you're you're going to see someone and that person's going to know someone you know and that person's going to be cousins with your friend and all like, you know what i mean so like i i think yeah. that what you're saying is correct and and to to um keep the longevity of your career be authentic you know be who you are yeah. And don't change that just because you think you need to evolve and adapt into something that you're not. I think that's important. Perfectly, perfectly summed up and said, man, that's, that's it. it. Dude. And I, that's I, it. I refuse. If, if that's what the cost of being famous is, then I, I refuse to that's sacrifice it. who I am. And that's it. That's not being famous. Doesn't mean that much to me. That's right. Todd, man, thanks for coming to hang with me, dude. I I'm such a big fan of you as, as, as a, as a musician, as an artist, and, and now even more as a person, I, I think you're a great guy and, thanks, and uh, got a great head on your shoulders. And, um, I just appreciate you coming and, uh, you know, having this conversation and talking about all yeah, the man. things that people want to talk about or are maybe a little afraid to talk about. And I think that that's awesome. So thanks so much, dude. It, dude, thanks for, thanks for having me, man. I'm going to express some things on this platform. This is awesome. And dude, I'm, I'm a fan of you, man. I, I like what you're doing. <laughs> Keep doing it. And uh, thanks for giving us artists, you know, a chance to talk a little bit more further than, than what we allow, what we can currently do. So it's man, all, hey, awesome. Listen, that's dude, all thank I you want. for your time, brother.
Of course, dude. I've, of course. Everybody go follow Todd uh, on Instagram uh, at Todd Cameron Music. All one word. Um, you can go stay up to date with music and, and show announcements and, and where he's playing. He plays all the time. And if you want a great, great show um, and you're going to Nashville in 2024, uh, make sure you go check out where he's going to be and you and you go see him because it really is a great show. And if you love live music and, and the reason why you are you should be going to Nashville is for live music, uh, this Todd and his band are the reason why you want to go to Nashville. And, and, and I would hope that you would go and you would say, man, like there was so much great music and this Todd Cameron guy really stuck out to me. Like that, that is something that I think that that happens with a lot of people. And I think that's important. So if you're going to Nashville, go, go see Todd, go and stream, uh, you know, all his music, wherever you stream music, uh, need a reminders out now. Um, it's a great song. He's got, you know, I think 10 other songs or something along those lines out there now that you can listen to and, and, and share with your friends and, you know, spread the good country music and music word in general. So, um, thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars. If you love the episode and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast, new episodes come out every Friday, 11. 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, wherever you listen to pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, wherever you listen, we are there. Uh, 2024, it's going to be exciting. Got a lot of good stuff coming uh, down the pipe. And, um, you know, if you're listening now and you listened last year and you listened the year before, I thank you. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, this has been a blast. So let's keep it up. Here's to 2024. Todd, thank you so much. I'm Kyle. Thanks, brother. We'll see you next week. Peace out. <laughs>